My purpose in life is to be more than a radio announcer. This is season five of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast, where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. Hey Ropers, it's Jenna. Welcome back to The Short Score. On this week's episode, we tapped Casey Allen over at The Breakdown to talk with Anthony Lucia, who needs no introduction. You can read his full interview online at teamropingjournal.com, but we're going to go ahead and get right into today's episode brought to you by Purina. The man, the myth, the legend. What is up? Not too much. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Let's get started and talk about how you got into announcing because I've never heard this story. Okay. So I grew up in rodeo and uh, my dad had specialty acts. Um, He had a monkey named Whiplash. They rode a border collie that chased sheep around. He had a trick horse. He was a clown before that. Anyways, everything I knew was rodeo. And growing up, I just always admired rodeo announcers, plain and simple. I just admired what they uh, what they did, what they could do with an audience. Um, I admired their job, and uh, I just really loved it. And so it didn't it didn't uh, it took me a long time though to really realize that I wanted, like, that's what I wanted to do because, like, I wanted a rope, I wanted to trick rope. I trick roped, obviously, before I roped. I trained some horses. Like, well, I trained, I rode some young horses and started horses and whatever. Uh, and then kind of how I started actually doing it was almost by accident because I was trick roping and my dad realized that with me trick roping and him doing his acts that we kind of had our own little show that we could now promote and sell. So in Austin, Texas, they hire us to do, this was probably, oh my gosh, 2003. It's a long time ago. Age in yourself. Uh, I know, I know, (laughs) I'm old. Um, They hired us to do a show, three shows a day, 15 days. And we had our own arena, we had our own bleachers, little whatever. And I would announce it. Dad said, you're going to introduce yourself, you're going to go out there and you're going to talk to the audience, you're going to trick rope, and then you're going to introduce me, and I'll come out and do my acts, and we're going to have a nice 20, 30-minute show. Okay, so for five years, we did that. Uh, Then we started doing it at some different places other than Austin that was, you know, that would hire us that saw the show and whatever we were we were that's just what we did we made a living we whatever needed to be done that's what we did and i remember i'll never forget one day in austin it's probably the fifth year fourth or fifth year we were there i said because like i was getting where i would kind of could work the crowd a little bit and kind of liked having the microphone and, and i go dad do you think that i'd be a good announcer and he's like a rodeo i said yeah a good rodeo announcer he said well 
He goes, you love talking. None of it makes any sense. So yeah, you would be. And that's kind of, that sounds weird, but my dad never like gave real encouragement. So in a weird way, that was almost like, that's what you should do, Anthony. From my dad, like giving me a specific purpose or a path. Um, long story short, a couple of years later, I got the opportunity to host these fan zones um, at the what is what would now be the cinch playoff events in Puyallup, Washington, Caldwell, Idaho, Omaha, Nebraska, Dallas, Texas. They used to do the the area pro rodeo tour playoffs, Wrangler pro rodeo tour, whatever. That's they've had so many different names, but anyways, I would host the fan zones. I would trick up a little bit. I would call in the fans. I would talk about different sponsors and sponsorship activations and I kind of learned how to talk about sponsors as opposed to just saying you know one line I could incorporate it in like oh my goodness you're having so much fun on the Preford Mighty Bucky machine you know Preford would go for ranchers by ranchers and it's one of those things they do more than just create the best livestock handling equipment in the country they create actually some of the funnest things to do as well long story short I started announcing amateur rodeos in 2009 in Texas. Uh, did that for 2009, 2010, which ironically, 2009 was the year that I got approved for my PRCA card as a trick roper. Uh, and then 2010, I trick roped at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. During the summertime, I announced more amateur rodeos. In 2011, I trick roped at Fort Worth again. The summer of 2011, I announced my very first pro rodeo in Camp, Texas, and trick roped the NFR and did all that stuff. 2000, uh, I guess it'd been 10, 11, 12, 13. And all the whole while I started, I was still announcing. And I never did either one of them great. Um, I did, I guess I trick roped pretty good where I had some really big rodeos. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I had some bigger rodeos, and and I was unique in the way that I took roped and how I presented it, and it was faster than anybody had really ever done, and more showy and rock and roll, and it was kind of the precipice of of a of a generation of rodeo where now we expect rock and roll ever everywhere we go, um, and then I wanted to announce it, but I just I never really understood like how to get better at announcing in a sense. Like I never knew that, like, I mean, I, I would announce team roping jackpots in high school, junior finals and all this and that, but I had been, I'd had so much success trick roping where I'm like, I'm the NFR trick roper. I'll be at the NFR announcing. Like that was just how my brain worked where I didn't fully understand that you have got to announce a lot of performances and you have to do a lot of things to be able to be considered announcing or like as a good announcer. And it was one of those things where I had to, I didn't really know how, and I wasn't getting any jobs, to be honest. I had, you know, six or seven performances, you know, whatever. And I hated doing amateur rodeos. I hated doing it. So I got out of it as quick as I could. And I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go back to amateur rodeos. Um, and then I started doing television. 
and I started broadcasting and doing the all the ride TV stuff and the Reno Subdowns and the rodeos and the different NBHA World Championships and then I got into doing PBRs and then announcing kind of took a back burner and I still learned a lot through all those things and then then I did stuff for CBS with the WCRA and I did the Pro Rodeo Tour and Caldwell I did for the Pro Rodeo TV and really thought that I was going to be a TV guy but my heart was never there and I was never I never enjoyed it like I did when I did get to announce live events and in 2020 I made the decision no more TV um, and go full born rodeo announcing and in 2021 I worked 70 or 80 performances this year is going to be that much more some of the biggest and best pro rodeos in the country and yeah and now it's just awesome so did you ever have a specific mentor kind of besides your dad at the beginning or did you just study and learn on the fly and kind of adapt my dad obviously was a big help but my dad passed away in 2016 so I was really green in my announcing career and I remember like I got a DVD of my me announcing Mesquite Championship Rodeo I think it was in 2015 or 16 and I remember him coming over to my house and I showed it to him and you know he listened and you know it wasn't he never like dad knew what a good announcer was supposed to sound like but he didn't know how to do it you know what I'm saying does that make sense it's like you see you in team roping, you know what a good run's supposed to look like, but I can't tell you how to do it. It's you, announcing is trial by fire. Announcing is finding your voice, finding your style of finding your rhythm, your your cadence and, and your personality. And it's almost like nobody can find it for you. You have to find it yourself by doing it and, and seeing what works and what doesn't work and uh, there are so many announcers that mimic a lot of other rodeo announcers great rodeo announcers and I always said and my dad and a guy named Liesel Harris who was a legend the very first pro rodeo I ever worked he called me to his van that was his he always traveled around the country with his, his son Matt and he had a van and generally if you got called over to the van you were going to get your butt shoot he called me over the van and I'm just nervous. I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't ready. It was 11 years ago. and I, To be honest, I wasn't ready to announce pro rodeos. But anyways, he calls me over there. I go over there and Mr. Lisa and Anthony have a seat. Oh my gosh, here it comes. He goes, tonight I heard about six different announcers. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, yeah, I heard a little bit of Bob Tallman. I heard a little bit of Boyd Polhamus, Roger Mooney. Every once in a while, I heard uh, some Randy Corley. He said, every once in a while, I heard a little bit of Anthony Lucia. He goes, and that's the guy that I like. He goes, because there's, there's no other Anthony Lucia. And I'll never forget that. And it took me a long time to find my voice, my style. I still don't consider myself to sound like a rodeo announcer. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an entertainer with a microphone. I'm a rodeo fan with a microphone. And you just kind of, through the years, I've just evolved into to who I am, what I do, and, and how I go about it. My, obviously, my past as being a contestant and a, and a trick roper has given me, it gives me an insight that I feel like a lot of announcers don't have. 
uh, and and still being competitive in the team roping world gives me an insight into you know understanding what competitors go through day in and out understanding what it takes to have a good horse understanding the preparation that goes into a four or five second run or in the breakaway a two or three second run that has helped me immensely and I feel like gives me an edge on my competition in the announcing world because I'm still relevant and with my team roping and and the things that I do and I think that that has helped me so much to be able to see it from their perspective see it from a specialty act perspective and then the fact that I'm a complete rodeo geek and fan just puts a cherry on the top Your horse has unique feed needs, and Purina has you covered. From breeding and growing to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers, and everything in between, Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put their research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at any level at your local Purina retailer, or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. My purpose in life is to be more than a radio announcer. It's to make a difference, and this sounds a bit probably hokey, but... It's to make a difference in people's lives. Like when people come to a rodeo, when they spend their hard-earned money to bring their family to come to a rodeo, when there's some people that have to save up over months to be able to come to the rodeo and have the experience. And that's their two or three hours of entertainment and fun. Whether they're rich, whether they're poor, whether they're first-time rodeo fans, whether they're long-time rodeo fans, whether they don't even know if they're a rodeo fan or not, I want them leaving that arena, no matter how big or small the rodeo is, feeling like they just watched the greatest movie they've ever seen live, the greatest sport they've ever seen, the greatest story they've ever watched or witnessed or read about or seen. I want them to experience something that changes them that makes them feel like they can go out and conquer anything, that makes them feel like that they can accomplish anything that they set their minds to, that every little kid there knows that they can dream as big as they want as long as they follow it up with hard work. Anything is possible. Like, I sincerely want to make people feel every emotion that they can. And when they leave there, they feel full, and they feel excited about life, and they feel like they got a great show. And... I feel like I want to leave rodeo better than I found it, and I want to grow our fandom, our audiences. I want to grow the people that that hear my voice, that are invested, feel like they're a part of the rodeo, and that know the competitors and are now fans of, you know, Casey Allen or or whoever it may be, Jackie Crawford or Tim Kent or Tilden Hooper or Caleb Driggers or. Derek King. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're a world champion, whether you're a circuit competitor. Like, I sincerely want people to be fans of those competitors and of the Cowboys and Cowgirls 
Because if they're fans of them, then they're fans of Rodeo. If they're fans of Rodeo, they're buying more tickets. They're buying more tickets. They're giving us all a place to live out our dreams and accomplish our goals. And that's why I work as hard as I do. And that's my goal. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our sponsor over at Purina for bringing you this episode. (laughs) 